New Orleans Saints on a bye week, we figured it was a perfect time to give out our grades. I always wanted to be a teacher. Hell, I was in school to be a teacher for like, I don't know, eight or ten years. Just didn't work out, and somehow I landed with this gig. But, you know, that's why they pay me. They pay me to say what I think about the Saints. What do you think about them? Do you agree with us? You're going to find out. Larry Holder, the athletic, is here to share his thoughts. And we pushed Uncle Big Nick up a big a day uh, early this week to give our best bets. All jam-packed in this special Wednesday episode of the Datitude Podcast. We know you can't wait. So here's Phil, and we're coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where are you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who either can't believe that midseason has come this quickly or can't believe it's taken this long to get to the midseason. Either way, it's been a long season. It's been a short season. All in one, it seems like we've gone through a whole season already. We're going to talk Saints. It's not really midseason, but we're going to pretend like it is. Saints are on their bye week. It just it sounds better than bye week grades. I mean, who's going to say it's the Saints bye week grade? Yeah, I understand that half of 17 is not 11. That's what week we're going into. But it is what it is. We do things the way we want here on Datitude, episode number 190. 190 for a Wednesday, November the 15th, 2023. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times-Picayune. Say that 10 times fast. The Times-Picayune, the advocate, and bet.nola.com. All right. Um, yeah, great time. And look, it's not as bad as everybody thinks. It's not good. But I don't, I don't think, I think there are a lot of people out there that uh, we try to be realist on this show. If, you, if, you're just, if you're new to this show or you've only listened to an episode or two, especially when I'm pissed off, uh, which I was Monday, and you're like, what's the matter with this guy? This is like Buddy D reincarnated or whatever it is. Whenever you come back, I thank you for coming back. But uh, I try to keep it real. As Phil Anselmo says in the opening, um, I tell it the way that it is, or at least the way that I think it is. And it's probably not as bad as you think it is. Again, it's not good. I'm not going to blow roses and sunshine and perfume up there keisters but it's not it's not i mean i know when you say grades of our offense what's your automatic thought f f they get an f they don't get an f they're like 12th in the nfl in offense you can't give a team i don't care how good they're supposed to be you can't give a team or a unit that is ranked 12th in the nfl no matter what you think of them or what they're supposed to do, or how much you hate Pete Carmichael, or how much you hate Dennis Allen, or how much you hate Derek Carr, or how much you hate Jameis Winston, you can't give them an F. You can't give the offensive unit an F. You just can't. Not if you're going to be a realist. I mean, I guess theoretically you can give them whatever the hell you want. You can't give them an F. And I think in the grand scheme of things, 
as much as you hate this coaching staff, when you're talking about giving grades to the coaching staff. I don't think realistically you can give them an F either. And they're five and five. Have they met expectations? Absolutely not. Although in the grand scheme of things, again, one of the things I say with Larry Holder, by the way, Larry Holder, the athletic, coming up to give those grades. And Uncle Big Nick will be on after that as we give our best bets of the week. Pushing everything up a little bit early, bye week. We're gonna take, we like to take some time off as well when the Saints get to that bye week, and this is it, especially with Thanksgiving being next week. Uh, program a note, there's only one show next week as well. Um, it'll be next Wednesday, a week from today. No Monday show, no Friday show, no Thursday show. Everything's going to be on Wednesday uh, next week with Thanksgiving. But, um, I mean, let's be realistic. As much as you hate them, as much as they piss you off, and again, what pisses me off is probably the same thing that pisses you off. Some of you are probably buying into this team. Maybe they're not as bad as we thought. They have a chance to win three in a row, and I'm talking about obviously going into last week before, before the performance. And it's the same as the Tampa game. You expect, okay, maybe they're going to do some things we didn't expect. Um, this team's turning a corner. They look like they have momentum. Oh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> we fooled you again. No momentum. That's who they are. We get in all that with Larry coming up. I want to get to the mailbag before I get to uh, Larry and Uncle Big Nick. And I, there's, there's definitely reason to have a stuff. My, uh, what my son says, uh, that's, that's coming up after I read the mailbag. There, again, you guys uh, and gals, uh, I appreciate the, the comments that I've been getting, some of them on Twitter. I'm not going to read some of the things that I get. Oh, look, I'll read most of what I get, not, I mean, but if you, if you send me something dumb, I'm not, I'm not going to read it. There was a really long email I got from, he wants to be called Uncle Joe, so I'm going to call him Uncle Joe. He's a very concerned fan and longtime season ticket holder. Um, he's a member of the Houdat Nation, formerly of the 504, uh, Florida 30A. I don't, I guess that means he lives in Florida, FL 30A. Does that mean you live in Florida, Uncle Joe? I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to read this entire email because it's really, really long. But I am going to read part of it, in the first part. Uh, and whether I agree with him or not, I think a lot of you probably do. He says, uh, some say Miss Gale has some serious decisions to make in the coming months, and Mr. Tom is not around to steer her in the right direction. Saints need to clean house, so he wants to be the one. <laughs> Uncle Joe says, I want to be the one to make the decisions. He's saying Saints need to clean house now. Cut their losses now. No more of the experimental coaching BS we are experiencing as fans. Loomis Allen Carmichael and this entire coaching and medical staff, well, Loomis isn't part of the coaching staff, need to be shown the door on airline drive. Oh, how I forgot, get rid of the scouting department as well. Not impressed. Our beloved Saints are going nowhere but backwards. They play way too inconsistent. They don't play with a mean streak, nor do they prepare to get down and dirty for a fight. Dismal coaching and player development Carr and Crabfingers, I assume he means Jameis Winston, are not the long-term answers for the quarterback position. Offensive line is pitiful with so many first-rounders. Too many me's and not enough we's on this team. Defense is being infected by the offensive play. <laughs> they have been a big disappointment thus far. Special teams suck. Again, there's more to it. Um, but 
I think you see where we're going with Uncle Joe. Um, Uncle Joe doesn't like where the saints are going and have been. You know, a lot of what he says I can't disagree with. By the way, Jay Derry at The Advocate, J-D-E-R-R-Y, at theadvocate.com, if you would like to leave me an email. Now, if you want to find me on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it these days, I still call it Twitter. They can call it whatever they want. Still Twitter, and I refuse to up, update. This is how you want an insight. If you haven't learned me by what by now, if you've listened to more than five of the 190 episodes we have here, you kind of get an inkling of who I am. But if you haven't listened to five or more, maybe you don't know. But uh, I refuse to update the app on my phone until they absolutely make me, because until I update the app, it still says Twitter on my phone. That's who I am. But on uh, on Twitter. I'm at Jim Derry Jr. You can tweet at me. and uh, So I can't say that I speak out every single email slash tweet that I get because actually it's probably been less than 50% lately. Some of them are a little silly. I mean, this, this one guy keeps coming at me, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to mention his name here on the podcast. I'm just not. Um, guy keeps coming at me. I love when people – I said this the other day. I love when – when, when I'm wrong about something, people are like, oh, they can't wait to get all over me. When I'm right, they crawl back in their holes. Um, this guy's not right at all anyway, but he keeps coming at me about how Derek Carr sucks. Now, look, if you don't like Derek Carr, that's one thing. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not going to call you maroon for, for thinking Derek Carr isn't any good. I understand why you would think that, but don't keep coming at me telling me how much you think Derek Carr sucks. First of all, you're wasting your breath. Nothing's going to happen to Derek Carr. As long he's, as he's healthy, um, you can like Jameis Winston or you can hate both of them. It's not going to change anything. They paid Derek Carr $40 million this year. I think his number towards the cap next year is like $46 million or something. Something insane. So Derek Carr is not going anywhere. You can hate him all you want. Don't keep coming at me. It doesn't make any sense. Go frustrate your wife or your friend or whatever Y'all can, like, sit in a room and find somebody who agrees with you. Yeah, there's plenty of people who think that. Derek Carr is a whole lot better than some of the other quarterbacks out there. You want to go through the list? I mean, just think if you were Atlanta. <clears throat> I mean, thank God we're not Atlanta, right? I mean, they had to Taylor Heineke back to Desmond Ritter. I mean, give me a break. The great Josh Allen. He's throwing, what, 11 picks now, 12 picks, whatever it is, and fumbled the other night. Well, the, did you watch that game against the Jets, by the way? There was a fumble on one of the plays where he was trying to hand the ball off to Cook, and he literally just dropped the ball before Cook could get it. You know what I'm talking about? And Denver ended up recovering. Denver had no business winning that game, by the way. They fire their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, and as I go all over the place on this OCD Wednesday, you fire your offensive coordinator. I'm not saying Ken Dorsey deserved to be fired or didn't deserve to be fired or whatever. But the timing of it is so weird. Like, how did, think about it at the end of that game, Monday night. Buffalo loses because Denver, Will Lutz, by the way, wasn't the answer here. You can complain about groupie, but Will Lutz sucked too. But Will Lutz misses a short field goal, bounced, doinked it off the right upright, but yet the Bills had 12 men on the field. He gets another shot from 36 yards and makes that one. Yippee for you. Broncos win, Bills lose. 
you fire your offensive coordinator because, let's be frank, had they not missed, uh, had they not had 12 men on the field and the Bills win the game, are they still firing Ken Dorsey today? Hell no. So why don't you fire your special teams coordinator? Doesn't make any sense. But is that going to fix the problem? No, but you know what? A lot of people think that the Saints should fire Pete Carmichael. Oh, man. That's a whole different story. But you want to know the difference between teams that are expected to win the Super Bowl and teams that aren't and that have the same exact record right now? The Bills took action. Saints won't. It's not who they are. Whether they should or shouldn't take action, it's not who they are. So going back to that email from Uncle Joe, Miss Gale needs to take some action. It's not going to. It's not in the Benson DNA. You know, she, she is not Tom Benson. I know she's her own person, and she may turn out to do things differently. But it's not in the Benson DNA. They're loyal to a fault. How many times do I have to say this? Maybe Dennis Allen, and I say this with Larry coming up in a little bit, maybe Dennis Allen wants to make changes, and he's kind of being told he can't. Would I be surprised if that's the case? No. Again, Dennis Allen, you got to realize your coaching future is tied to who you have on your staff. If, you, if they stink and this team stinks and can't put together anything consistently, it's not Pete Carmichael's fault in the end. It's not anybody's fault in the end but yours. You're not going to get another job. If you want to tie yourself to these people, that's up to you. All right, um, look, I've, I, it is what it is. Interesting how the coaching world and player world changes and some teams adapt and adjust and some don't. Is it always the teams that adjust and adapt win more than the ones that don't? No. But it is. I mean, look at, look at New England. What have they done? They're going the wrong way. Bill Belichick, uh, you know, Dan Orlovsky was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday talking about how he has heard, and he would know. I mean, former players usually know these things because they know people inside of staffs. staffs. Um, he hears that it's a done deal. When the season's over, Bill Belichick's gone. Is that true? Who knows? He already knows that the team that Bill Belichick's going to. Because let's face it, Bill Belichick wants to break Don Shula's record. He's going to break it. He's not going to quit until he breaks it. Is he going to go somewhere else? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't that be something if Bill Belichick was wearing black and gold? That would be interesting. I don't know. Will the Saints make a move or will they say stay status quo? I mean, you've got a general manager in Mickey Loomis who is approaching retirement age if he's not there already. How much longer does he have? Does he want to stick around? He wanted to start this rebuild because he wanted to put his stamp on some, something and say, you know what, I can do it without Sean Payton. I get that. Is Mickey going to be able to do that? Does he want to stick around for that long? If he has to hire a new coach, does he want to stick around? Does Gail Benson want Mickey Loomis to stick around? The answer for that question is almost surely yes. Benson's a loyal to a fault. Sometimes being loyal in business is a good thing, but probably more times than not, and look, Tom Benson is one of the most successful businessmen that ever existed around these parts. 
There's zero doubt about that. So I don't know if he was that loyal in his car business, but loyal to a fault with his NFL business. That's who he was. And, I, I mean, I guess I haven't seen enough of a sample size, but I'm guessing that's who Gail Benson is as well. I'm going to find out because if they stay on this train, especially, especially if this team doesn't make the playoff, if this team doesn't win the division with this schedule and against these horrendous opponents they have in their division, if they can't win the division this year, then they, they just have to, they have to do something. I, I don't, whether they do or not, we'll see. Stuff my son says, the all-knowing, you know, I, I made a joke last night with my wife. You know, the only time my son texts me about football these days is when he's right about something. When he wants to tell me about some great better made he made, or more often than not, it's when he's right about something and I was wrong about something. Remember last week when I told you that he said the Saints were going to get their asses stomped by Josh Dobbs and I didn't, I didn't agree with him? Well, of course. Of course he couldn't wait to tell me how right he was. Now, I haven't really heard from him when it comes to football for like over a month. So it means a couple things. Um, I've been right. First off, and second of all, um, he probably hasn't had uh, the greatest month in the betting world, but that's okay. Um, I just thought his comment, we started talking about Josh Allen. He loves Josh Allen, by the way. Still thinks he's going to be in the Hall of Fame uh, because I was saying at some point they need to think about benching him. If you're a Bills fan, would you bench Josh Allen if he keeps playing like this? I don't even know who the backup is. But do you just keep watching the same thing over and over? He said, you can't do that. That would be idiotic. I said, the heck you can if he keeps throwing picks. He said, you ever seen Manning or Favre bench? The fact that you comp anyone could compare Josh Allen to Peyton Manning or Brett Favre is, is silly. Does anyone think that Josh Allen is going to be in the Hall of Fame? I don't. I guess he still could be, but I doubt it. He says, and then he's, here's the part that I wanted to talk about. He says, quote, I hope we, meaning the Saints, lose every game the rest of the season. Now, I'm not going to go into the long diatribe of what happened, the texting that we had after that. But this goes to the point of what some fans think. I never really realized that fans could be that moronic. I'm not necessarily calling my 25-year-old son who can't understand, who is nowhere near an adult. By the way, let's, let's all face it. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Men aren't adults till they're like 30. It's true. I was told this before I was 30, and I was like, whatever. I know everything. I was the same way. That was no different. I knew everything. And then when you get close to 30, you start realizing, you know what? I don't know everything. And you can't probably admit it until you're well into your 30s. But I think that men can't realistically, unless they're just faced with the hard, cold facts of like they're forced to start a family when they're 18 or 19 or something, then it still takes time. But men can't be really adults for the most part until they turn 30. That's my opinion. So I'm not blaming him. I'm talking about like people who should know better. 
who should be more realistic? Who in their right mind would hope their team lose? Like, do you actually sit there, the people that think this, do you sit there in front of your television set on Sunday and say, man, I hope we lose to the Falcons this week? Do you really do that? Are there really people that do that? Man, I hope we lose to the Falcons this week. What are you, a moron? That's the only, and then he says, in all caps, that's the only way this coaching staff is going to get fired is if we lose the rest of our games. Well, at least he's realistic enough to know that they're not going to make a change if they're like 7 and 10 or 8 and 9 because they probably won't. Now, Dennis Allen will probably have to clear out some of his staff, but Dennis Allen himself probably won't get fired at 7 and 10. I don't think. Maybe. But out of the 8 and 9, he's definitely not getting fired. 7 and 10, maybe. 6 and 11, probably. I don't know. Somewhere around there. But here's the thing when you talk about this. you got to remember who thought it was a good idea for Dennis Allen to be a head coach. Now, I say this with Larry, and I'm, I truly mean it. I'm not 100% sold that Dennis Allen can't be a head coach. I think he needs to have much better people around him. I mean, Coach O won a national championship because he had a great staff around him, a phenomenal staff around him, and phenomenal players to go with it. And he had Joe Burrow as his quarterback. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't hurt. So I am not convinced that if Dennis Allen doesn't surround himself with the right people, that he can't be an ex- a successful head coach. But he's got to make changes. Will he make them? Will he be forced to? What's up with his, I mean, look. But again, who hired him in the first place? Think about that. How did Dennis Allen get into this spot? Because they kind of wanted, this team wanted, this franchise wanted to go as close to status quo as possible, and still be different all at the same time. So how do you do that? You keep Dennis Allen, your defensive coordinator, who's been here for seven years. You make him the head coach. He's got head coaching experience, even though it wasn't very good with the Raiders. And you let him do his thing, and that's how you keep status quo, and you keep a lot of the players here. Has it worked? I mean, I don't think anyone could say that it's worked. I mean, it hasn't blown up in their faces, but it hasn't worked. But what makes anyone think that if the Saints were to lose the rest of their games and you're sitting there rooting for them to lose to the likes of Atlanta and Tampa Bay and Carolina and whoever else, that that's going to change anything? This isn't the movie Major League where if attendance gets below whatever thousand that they're forced to make a change. This isn't a movie. This is real. What makes anyone think that if the Saints make changes, they're going to make changes for the better? Well, anything's better than this. No, it's not. Think back. Jim Hazlitt was an awful head football coach who got lucky and won a playoff game with Aaron Brooks as his quarterback. By the way, he thought Aaron Brooks was a better quarterback than Jake DeLone. Go back to Mike Ditka. They hired Mike Ditka and left him as coach for three seasons. Now, this is before Mickey Loomis, obviously. But this franchise thought it was a good idea to hire Mike Ditka. Think about the decisions. They got completely and stone cold, hit the lottery lucky when they hired Sean Payton. You know why they hired Sean Payton? Because... 
For some unknown reason, Bill Parcells guided him in this direction. And basically, Bill Parcells was saying, if you don't hire this guy, you probably should be doing something else. Tom Benson listened to Bill Parcells. Sean Payton listened to Bill Parcells. Sean Payton ended up in New Orleans. And somehow they got lucky, and the Miami Dolphins didn't want Drew Brees. No one else wanted Drew Brees. Literally. No other team in the NFL wanted Drew Brees, or Drew Brees doesn't come to New Orleans. Let's face it. Let's be realistic. The Saints hit the lottery. That's why they got those guys. So who's to say that this team, oh, they made the right decision with Sean Payton. They didn't make the right decision. Landed in their laps. Is something going to land in their laps again? Maybe. But firing Dennis Allen at any point doesn't change anything. What you have with Dennis Allen, I'm not saying his this staff, because there are certainly changes that I mean, I'm really trying not to be mean to this offensive coordinator. I mean, I've already been super, I'm trying to hold back. I've been super mean. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf going into the second half of the season. Thanksgiving's coming up. I've got a lot to be thankful for. I'm trying not to be mean. But changes have to be made on this staff. There's zero question about it. We get into it with Larry in just a minute. But all this stuff going back to stuff my son says, rooting for your team to lose is idiotic. Enjoy some. All that does is make you miserable. If they win, you're miserable. If they lose, you're miserable even though you rooted for them to lose. You're still miserable and pissed off. It doesn't make you any happier. You can't honestly tell me that even if you're quote-unquote rooting for your team to lose, if they actually do lose, you're not going to be pissed off. Because at some point, the human nature part of you is going to, like, oh, I kind of hope they get a touchdown here. Give me a break. No one really, truly loses, roots for the team to lose 100% unless there's just something not right with you. And I realize, look, especially social, if there's one thing social media has done that I never knew before, let's say, 2005, 2006, I never knew how, I mean, I knew people had warped minds, but I don't think I realized just how warped they were until social media came about and texting came about and people being able to say stuff without taking it back. I mean, you can have a conversation with someone at lunch and they're probably not going to tell you everything they're thinking, but for some reason, when they're sitting at home alone in bed and they got this electronic device in front of them where they can type messages, and sometimes I think they don't realize who's listening or watching, they type the most outlandish stuff. It's, it's amazing. And you, once you put it out in the, in the nether sphere, you can't take it back. And I think once they get on the roll where they're like, ah, oh, I've already said too much dumb crap as it is, I might as well just keep on spewing it. And you're like, whew, this person's a little loony. Crazy. Anyway, speaking of loony, maybe I'm the one who's loony. I don't know. Y'all keep coming back. Somebody's listening. Hope you'll listen to Larry because, again, getting into the Saints grades and briefly our picks for NFL Week 11. By the way, if you haven't heard, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, ladies and gentlemen, will not take another snap this season for the Cleveland Browns. He is 
out for this year with a injured shoulder. I said on this show a few weeks ago, and I don't, I don't mind. I'm like a weather person. They like to tell you when they got it right. I get it right so rarely sometimes when it comes to this kind of stuff that I'm just going to say it. I said at some point the Browns would find a way to shut this dude down because he's a distraction. And they won the game last week, and Deshaun Watson is clearly physically better than P.J. Walker, but he's become a distraction. I think this Cleveland Browns defense will play better going forward. That line against Pittsburgh dropped to from minus four to minus two and a half, and I love the Browns at home this week. I really, really do. Um, I think that changes everything. I think the Browns are a better football team now. We'll get into that. We'll get in, obviously, into the Saints' grades, and then we'll come back and transition to Uncle Big Nick. Larry Holder of The Athletic, what is going on, sir? Look, I guess some of you all get a bye week. Uh, I don't in NFL land. So, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're, I guess, what, taking Friday off? I mean, what, what are you doing? Well, I mean, I'm taking Friday off of this job, but I've still got my other gig where I'm doing play-by-play. So, Shaw Evangel on the West Bank, I'll be in your neck of the woods. You could stop by, say hello. We could, uh, we could toast. play tennis. We could play tennis. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't play last night. It got it was too rainy. I, I couldn't do it. So uh, let you kick my keister uh, in tennis. That would be that would not that would not be pretty. Uh, speaking of getting keisters kicked, the New Orleans Saints. I mean, what is going on with this team, Larry? As we go into this week, we're gonna give some grades in a little bit. We're gonna be on shorter than usual this morning, by the way. Uh, probably gonna try to hold it to about a half an hour or so. So if you want to get in questions or comments, you can do so. Um, by typing it in the comment stream if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. We'll show it here on the screen. Um, Larry, it's been a weird year for these Saints. They just can't seem to get any consistency together. Um, I thought last week, you know, we both had picked the Saints to to win last week against the Vikings. We were both wrong. Um, I just don't – it's so hard to predict this team because you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. I thought it would be that way to some degree, but I didn't think it would be – this way, this long into the season. And uh, you're wondering after the bye week, uh, how healthy is Derek Carr? Does that even matter? I mean, that's part of what you're asking too, because if he's healthy, he's been inconsistent uh, at, at times, even though, look, in, in weeks uh, before the, the last game, uh, look, he was actually – metrically wise he was actually pretty good like he yeah. he he uh, even though the bears game wasn't super pretty uh, obviously they won that one uh and and like it's you're still wondering all right can this offense be consistent and now what you're actually questioning more than you thought you'd be questioning uh how viable is the defense given uh, the way it's kind of slipped in the last couple of weeks. Oh, that's the main thing. If you look at the rankings, it seems like this number has gotten higher and higher every week. Being higher when you're talking about rankings is not as a good thing. I mean, we were at fourth just about three or four weeks ago. It went to sixth, then it went to seventh, and now we're at 10th. Uh, and that was just one bad half, really. I mean, the Saints played pretty good in the second half defensively, but it was too late by then, in my opinion. Um, and these numbers continue to go up. They're worse than average against the run. I mean, people want to talk about the offense all they want, but they're 12th. I mean, and really, if you would have gone into the season saying you got a 12th-ranked offense, I think most people would have taken that. And they're, they're bitching about Derek Carr. Well, the passing offense is 12th. It's the running offense that's not doing anything. So all the things that people complain about are not the things I think they should be complaining about. 
Well, 12th in offense is certainly uh, you could you could put that in whatever in different context because uh, and I've said it on on the pod uh, a couple of times probably this season how uh, I hear Dennis Allen harping on 400 yard game performances and I mean yards don't score you points I mean you got to get in that's the true. end zone and so I think that's uh, that's they are something. 18th I believe in in uh, points scored I believe. So you are a little below average per se, if you're going, or you're below the 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 median, uh, and so that's that's what gets you. You're 18th in scoring. You're basically middle of the road. Your record's basically middle of the road. I mean, that's uh, uh, it's that's, a middle of the road team. That's about as basic as like John Madden could put it. So there you go. I mean, that that's uh, that's where it is. But you know, you, you sometimes against bad teams, they score points in bunches, and then. Uh, against anybody that's uh, a decent team uh, that they have issues. And so that like, I, I want to feel like that the Saints can turn it around. And I don't know how, if it's like, wow, they got to turn it around. It's not like they've been bad all year, but it's not like they've been good all year. So what is the turnaround? I mean, you know, it's, it's putting together more than two wins, you know, a, a three game win streak would have been excellent going into this. And yet, here we are. All you got to do is look at the odds of the Saints to win the NFC South, and they're still the favorite. I'm assuming they're still the favorite. Uh, yeah, they're they're the favorite down there. Minus 20, 120, you see. You got to bet $120 to win 100 I think that one of the reasons why, you know, not just Saints fans, you know, last week was probably, or this whole week, I guess, since Sunday. I've They've really pissed me off twice this year. And I think it's because I that's did. That's it? Yeah, because I'll tell you, the other ones I saw coming. I guess there are two that I didn't see coming. The Tampa Bay game, I didn't see that at all. I didn't see that coming. And then last week against the Vikings, I should have seen it coming and didn't. So I guess it's the second time this year where I should have seen it coming and didn't because you're going into a chance to win three in a row. This team, I don't know if they're worthy of winning three in a row. They go out and lay an egg with a chance to go into the bye week feeling good about themselves kind of changing the script a little bit, and then they go into the week laying an egg. I should have seen it coming because that's kind of what they deserve. Well, being worthy of getting wins and winning is certainly different. So, you know, you look at I, – I, I'd probably look at some teams and say, how, are, how is their record uh, where it is? I, I feel like the Chargers would probably be in the same boat as the Saints. You'd probably feel like they're a little bit more worthy uh, of getting wins because they're more talented, but – uh, they have yep. it, and they, you know, talk about a, a team that's well, they're going to fire their coach that when the, the season's over, though. Right? I mean, they they were on the verge. I would have thought last year, probably questioning it, but now uh, it, it's. But the, the, speaking of, those are two teams in the same boat in terms of expectations. Uh, obviously, one's more talented at quarterback, so they're 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 going uh, the Drew Brees twenty fourteen through twenty sixteen days. Uh, but this Saints team isn't as talented at quarterback, and their defense uh, is still the better side of the football. And so, uh, but but the Saints are just fortunate they play in a bad division. Uh, meanwhile, the Chargers, uh, they're they're about to be caught by either the I think they have been caught by the Raiders, and they're about to be caught by the Broncos. So, uh, you know, talk about you could be in worse spots. Like the Saints, at least we could talk about where they are and what they're doing. They're at least keeping us interested because uh, they are still, in my mind, 
the best team in the division. But, like, you brought up Tampa, and we keep kind of trying to shove them and, and put them aside. At least, like, Baker Mayfield, at least he plays well against teams he's supposed to play well against. And the ones he's not, he doesn't. Like, so th- he lives with the expectation. I feel like with Derek Carr, it, 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 you don't know if he can play well against the teams he's supposed to uh, because their schedule, I feel like the, the same schedule that they played, he should be playing better than what, and the offense should be playing better than what it has. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, everything you said is true. Uh, you know, I've dogged on Baker Mayfield, but, I mean, you're right. I mean, he's beating the teams he's supposed to beat, and really – I mean, you can look at Tennessee this past week. It was a what-and-what what game, and they didn't just win. They won big. So, I mean, they they probably should have beaten Houston and didn't. Uh, that was a fluky kind of ending. But, I mean, look, if they keep playing like this, they're going to finish 8-9. and nine. Um, Maybe even 9-8, and kind of dependent. So, I mean, you know, I dog on the Bucs, but they're doing the best that they could probably do. The Saints are completely underperforming. The Falcons, as bad as they are, I think are underperforming with a lousy, easy schedule. Panthers are certainly underperforming at one and eight. Uh, you know, the Bucks are the only team to me that are playing as well as they should play. So I can dog them all I want, but you're right. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Here's the thing with Tampa. If they played today, the Saints and the Bucks, I'd take the Bucks. But I would still take the Saints to win a division, which is weird. But still, like I, I just don't trust. I, I feel like... Tampa has the right pieces to to make life a little tougher for the Saints, uh, you know. But but you know you only play them one more time, so that's right. that, that's a good thing. You got Atlanta uh, coming up and in, uh, in Week Twelve, and that's. Uh, do you have to pick a winner in that game? I almost yeah. feel like you just pick a tie. We'll, we'll do that next week. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin is joking completely. By the by, the way, there's breaking news this morning uh, in the NFL. Deshaun Watson is out for the season with a bum shoulder. I said three weeks ago. Uh, on this show, I said three weeks ago, they would find a way to banish Deshaun Watson into oblivion because the Browns are a better team without him. He is a much better quarterback than P.J. Walker overall, but the Browns are a better team without Deshaun Watson being a distraction, and they will prove that the rest of the season. I think, by the way, we're going to get to our NFL picks for the week. Uh, I love Cleveland. It's not in my picks now, but it will be. Uh, Dustin jokes, deal car to Cleveland to finish the season with Winston. First of all, I know you're, you're being funny, but the, I mean, there's no quarterback controversy. We're going to get to that in just a minute. And second of all, the trade deadline passed, uh, 15 days ago. So that is 16 days ago, actually. So that is impossible. They cannot do that. Uh, and they would not do that. Uh, anyway, all right, let's get to the grades portion because we got about 20 minutes. If you want to leave your comment, Dustin, and all seriousness, I appreciate your comment. I know you're being facetious, so I uh, appreciate it. If you want to leave a comment or a question, please do, and we will show it on the screen. Uh, Larry, let's talk. I'm going to start with I'm going to start with the defense. Actually, the offense is too easy to bash. Uh, people will be bashing the defense. I know. I, I know. Average Joe Blow Saints fan is going to give the Saints offense an F, which is completely and utterly incredibly absurd. You can just look at the numbers on your screen. They don't deserve an F. I mean, whatever. But the defense to me is disappointing. And they've been super disappointing in the last week or so. I'm uh, interested to see what kind of grade you would give the Saints defense. First off, mock trade. If I were the Browns, I would go get Jacoby Brissett back. No kidding. 
because he was way better with the Browns last they year. Should have never let him go. Than Deshaun Watson was last year and this year. Agreed. So I would go get him back because Sam Howell's actually playing pretty well with Washington. Like he, yeah. to me, look, he's basically a rookie quarterback. I'm going off on a tangent, but uh, no, it's okay. That's what yeah, we're he's definitely show. someone who's who's getting it uh, as opposed to some other rookie quarterbacks uh, uh, or second year, whatever you want to call. It. But all right, Saints defense grade. They haven't. They for a lot of games they've been it's tough good. In them. It's, it's, tough. it's it's strange because I don't want to be blinded by what I've seen the last week and a half. Let's call it, mm, uh, you know, okay. game and a half. Uh, but, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I'm gonna go a B minus. I'm not gonna go average. Mm. I'm, I think they're a little above average given how many takeaways they've gotten. I mean, that's that's stellar. I mean, for sure. But they're not rushing the passer very well. Uh, and, and so JPP baby, he's going to save everything. Jason Pierre Paul I mean, saved the season. I, that guy, golly, I thought he made enough money he wouldn't have to put himself through this. Fountain uh, of youth. Yeah, it's it, it just goes to show you how long I've covered the league. When I remember when he was like a draft prospect, now he's uh, 34, 35 years old. But still, it's a. Uh, uh, but also goes to show you that they're lacking in pass rush. So I think that's uh, part of the problem. And so Sway, when you Sway uh, says money contract is more important than wins. <laughs> uh, well, if you were uh, that, that's true. I mean, if, Depends if, on who you you're, are, if yeah. you're a player, you could go, Oh, for forever, as long as you're getting paid. So what? So, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go B minus, uh, you know, I think okay. I, if, if I wouldn't have seen them kind of stagnate in a half, two weeks ago, and then, uh, really stagnate in the first half against the Vikings, I probably would have given them a higher grade. Like I said, because of the takeaways, that's a big plus. Uh, but, you know, you want to see them affect the quarterback a little bit more. And, uh, you know, they have been slipping. Like, you know, if they, we were doing the first quarter of the season, I probably would have given them much better grade. But overall, I'm going to give them a B minus. You know, it's funny because you just uh, changed my opinion a little bit. Uh, I was going to give them a D. Woo! Sheesh. Um, but uh, you're right. I'm not putting enough on the early part of the season where they actually kind of carried them in the Tennessee victory. Uh, not kind of. They did. The, the The defense carried them in the Tennessee victory. Uh, Carolina, you, too. Carolina. So the first two games of the season, they certainly carried them. But there have been games where they've laid absolute eggs. And I don't care if you just do it for a first half and then you come back and play better. Last week was horrendous. Josh Dobbs is not a good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. And he can go out and do whatever he wants. He's gonna, I think he's going to go to Denver this week and prove who he is. So the Saints defense gave up 288 yards in the first half, and I think then he gave up 88 yards in the second half and showed who Josh Dobbs really was. Um, Jacksonville, same kind of game. They, they locked up Trevor Lawrence in the second half, but the damage had already been done. Um, I just they're, they're too inconsistent. They're playing way under their capabilities. If, I know 10th in the grand scheme of things is probably a B minus kind of ranking, but this team doesn't, this team doesn't deserve that. They shouldn't be 10th in total defense. They should be fifth, sixth, somewhere around there. They got too much talent to be 10th. I agree with you. The takeaways keeps them from being a D. That's the main thing you said that changed my mind. The takeaways keeps them from being a D, but they're, they're nothing more than average in my opinion. They're, they're playing way below their capability. So I give the defense a C. Yeah, I'd um, go average if not for the takeaways because I agree that the expectations are bigger and better and that can, given the teams that they've played, yeah, uh, I mean, they, they've got to be 
that side of the football has got to got to perform better uh, mm-hmm. overall. But yeah, the takeaways to me uh, propels them uh, given the last couple of weeks. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they're slightly above average. If if those other two weeks didn't exist, the grade would be higher for me. All right, we're about to get to the offense, and I'm welcoming in comments. I know that I've been snippy at times to comments that I deem not exactly, um, let's say, intelligent. Um, but lack of a better way to say it, but I promise to be nice. So you can say F or whatever you want to say. You can say A. I'm not going to make fun of you, I promise. You leave a comment if you want, and I'll show it on the screen, and we'll just leave it at that. Um, but let's talk about the offense. Again, be, let's be realistic as well. Um, and before we get to that, Dustin, Dustin was being funny. He says, on a serious note, play calling coaching continues to be awful with the execution, which keeps the defense in the field. At what point does does DA get pressured to make real changes? You know what, Dustin, we're going to get to that because we're going to give the coaching a grade too. That's going to come up after the offense. But that being said, I don't know how you can't say this offense is basically doing what I think going into the season most people ex- kind of expected. I hear, wh- I hear what you're saying about Derek Carr, and I know a lot of under- – I understand why people think he's underachieving, but he's basically doing – kind of what I think most people thought he would do. I'm interested to hear your grade for offense. I will go C minus. I will go sort of average. uh, Because, uh, look, and that's a good statement with Derek Carr. And you and me have talked about this till we were blue in the face and getting bluer in the face. Uh, My ceiling for Derek Carr is the top 12 quarterback. Midpoint of the season, he was, I think, 16th. Yeah. And going into week 11 in my uh, metrics that uh, should be published in the next hour or so, uh, I think he's going to be 18th going into week 11, which is he's very similar to Joe Burrow, but the numbers are certainly feel a little different with Joe Burrow, given he was badly hurt, noticeably hurt. And then when he's healthy, he's been much better. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's definitely context there. Uh, so I, I do, but uh, look, the offensive line played poorly, then bounced back. Run game poorly, to me yeah. still hasn't been what you want it to be. At times it can be, at times it's not. Quarterback play, he, you know, he's not. Carr's not playing at his ceiling in terms of hierarchy in the league, and so, like I said, C minus. I look, it's. So what's the difference between a C minus and a D plus? It's like can Not I do a like whole a, lot? Can I do like a D plus C minus slash because nah, it's basically what nah, they you got to pick one. You pick C, C minus, sure. Uh, Scott Donald and Tyler Baronet. We're going to get to your comments in a minute because they both involve coaching, and we're going to give coaching a grade. We might spend five minutes on coaching, so I want to finish up on the offense. Look, I give the the offense a C plus. Um, I think they're basically kind of what we thought they would be. If you, if you're being realistic. I mean, if you compare them to Drew Brees, then they're a D minus. I mean, but stop comparing the offense to the old offense. That offense is gone. It's not coming back. I would give it higher, actually, if it wasn't for the horrendous and insanely poor play calling at times by Pete Carl. Sometimes Pete Carl Michael does a good job. I'm, I mean, I'm serious. Some, there are some games that I'm watching, I'm like, okay, that, that's, that's pretty good. You involved Taysom Hill. You, got, you did Alvin Kamara. I thought the right number. I thought you passed the right, the right amount of times. Good play call and bl- good situation. This week is a perfect example. 
He completely changed the script. It's almost like, again, you know we're going to do it, so we're not going to do it. Forget the fact that it works. They got away from what works too early. They stunk. A perfect example of why it's a C plus and not a B. And as long as they have this play caller, I don't see them ever getting to B or A. They've got to make a change there. Again, we're going to talk about coaching in a minute, but that's just that's why I can't do it. All right, coaching. Uh, I guess we got to go. It's mostly about Dennis Allen. We got some uh, comments here. I'll show them. Scott Donald says, "No coaching change at offensive coordinator going into the bye week." No, that's not who this team is. They've they've told you they're not going to make a change. I don't think. I think I'd be shocked if they make any coaching changes. They're they're just not going to do it. Dustin says he he agrees with my assessment. Tyler is saying, "Let's see." Since they seem intent on keeping Carmichael for whatever asinine reason, at least turn over the play-calling duties to someone else. Too many weapons not to have more offense success than this, though. I don't necessarily disagree with that, I think. But they're not – I mean, before we get to the grades, you, you've been – you covered – you don't now, but, I mean, you've covered this team and watched them closely for over a decade now. And then you watched them for 40 years. But I'm just saying, as, as far as – as a reporter, you've watched this team for almost two decades now. I mean, this, it's not who they are, Larry. They, they don't make changes like this in the middle of a season. Well, Dennis Allen doesn't seem to be super impulsive. Uh, maybe Sean Payton that's would make true. a change. I mean, that's the difference uh, because Sean Payton has made the change before and it involved Dennis Allen. Defense, that's right. Uh, when he fired Rob Ryan going into the bye week. Uh, and brought Dennis Allen up from his uh, defensive coordinator and waiting position to actually defensive coordinator. Uh, but uh, I'm sure Saints fans saw what happened yesterday in Buffalo and are thinking, what the hell is going on? Yeah, Ken Dorsey being fired. That, that, that'll that'll <laughs> well, I, change everything. I, you, know, let, you know, if they if they don't have 12 men on the field and that field goal is no good, they Buffalo wins the game and they don't fire Ken Dorsey. Why didn't you fire the special teams uh, coach? Well, look, the offense has certainly not been putting up points on the board enough uh, in Buffalo. And uh, maybe if, if you look at one one team compared to the other, uh, the Bills have a much better quarterback and no running game. Yep. Uh, that, to me, uh, is, is a fundamental problem. Uh, so, you know, the Saints don't have as good of a quarterback, and yet uh, – uh, they have to run the football to be effective with a quarterback and not necessarily their running back. So that's a bizarre setup in and of itself, but that's what they've they've made for themselves. And so uh, they should yeah. have hired Joe Brady when they had the chance. <laughs> I'm being serious. I mean, Joe Brady's now the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. I'm going to find out. Well, he also was fired in Carolina when they were not very good. And well, they also had a a coach that was completely inept and proved he can't coach on the NFL level. So that's, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Well, maybe Joe Brady uh, can do a better job. Obviously he's got better weapons to work with in Buffalo. So maybe he can, he can change that thing around. Uh, but, but still look, that going back to it, maybe look, and it's all part of a coaching grade, you know, Dennis Allen, it seems like it, there's no, he's, he doesn't coach, with kind of almost like a fire, and he's not in. One hundred percent, I agree. And so you look, same timeline actually as the Bills. Ken Dorsey was promoted to offensive coordinator beginning of last year. He got a year and a half, and the offense regressed, and now he got yeah. fired. 
Pete Carmichael had a year and a half as an offensive coordinator. Uh, basically, you would you you could have done the same shift. Uh, but uh, look, Joe Brady at least has has called plays before, and Ron, Ronald Curry hasn't been that full time. But still, it just shows you the different styles and almost kind of like the. But why different- wouldn't you see Larry? Why wouldn't you see what Ronald? Look, I was not a proponent for Ronald Curry calling plays in the beginning of the season, but I'm at the point now where. Why wouldn't you just see what's it going to hurt? I mean, you're five and five. Again, it's been such a roller coaster ride. I don't know what you could see in Pete Carmichael where you wouldn't say, you know what, we're going to give, we're going to give him a chance. We're going to give Ronald Curry a chance, and then one game here, pick a game. I don't care what game you do it. Where we're going to let him call the plays. Yeah, I wouldn't have been opposed to that. Like if they made a move, I'd have been like, okay, it's, it's almost like okay, I see them actually trying. Like, it's weird to say that. I know they're always trying, but the perception is, wow, okay, they see something is amiss. Uh, let's shake something up. And yeah. uh, so it just doesn't seem that that's the way uh, this uh, this team goes. And, you know, it's, it's something that I'm sure is troubling to Saints fans and while other teams are doing it. And, and look, it's uh, – it, it, go, it goes back to the overall. All right, I'm, I might as well just give my grade for coaching. I mean, it goes all the way back to that. I mean, look, I'm I'm giving it a D just because the team has not lived up to expectations. Even if you you're six and four, that to me would be expectations. Five and five, you should be better than that. So you're below average. That so you get a D. I mean, that's to me uh, D. Look, that's very reasonable. Tyler says, uh, if I'm my thing will click here. Go sign Ken Dorsey. Anyone would be an upgrade over Pete Carmichael. I, I can't. Disagree. I wouldn't disagree. Actually. Can't disagree. Uh, I don't know why Pete freaks out when we get down and wants to send four receivers eighty yards deep. I mean that you know that was kind of my point uh, uh, of datitude earlier in the week in my Derry's dime. I mean the last play or the last real play, not the last play with the big banner or whatever, but the last real play when Jameis threw an interception. You've got a first down at the Minnesota 46 with a minute and 48 seconds left in the game. You need to score a touchdown. Why in the hell? Not only are they running a deep route, Larry, but Pete Carmichael decides he's going to run three deep routes together in the same spot. There were three guys within four to five yards of one another on that pass, and you can blame Jameis all you want. But someone called that play. Why that play is even in the playbook, I have no idea. Where you have three guys go deep in the same spot. It makes zero sense, and it was proof. To me, that play is proof that Pete Carmichael is not an NFL offensive coordinator. Well, I always wonder what the actual first read is on the play. So that's that's part of I, – I have – Trouble a lot of times saying, okay, blame the play caller, blame the, like in a, I could see it situationally if you're po- calling a certain play and you're like, and using different personnel, I could, I could get on that. I just, I wonder because Jameis is Jameis. Like he can, he could be like, oh, I'm taking a shot. You don't know what actually the first read was, what it was supposed to be. Now, you mentioned. Why would there ever be three receivers though in that spot? You could look at the whole field all you want, but the fact that there were three receivers within five yards one of another of one another, thirty-five yards down the field, when all you need is a first down or a, not even a first down, six yards, get started. 
that shows to me that's how that play was. No matter where Jameis, whatever his read was, wherever he threw the ball, the fact the play was designed to do that is insanely stupid by one man who designed the play. Well, you could take the defense all deep and then leave someone short, and if it's like, hey, Jameis, the, throw it short or throw it out of bounds, like that could have been the play. Like, I mean, not maybe he should have thrown it out of bounds. I don't disagree <laughs> with that part. Than the pick, right? And it was stopped. No doubt ball. about that. <laughs> okay, but uh, but look, obviously, it's you're not in an optimal situation anyway because Jameis is playing. Like that's you know, but but who knows? It's not like we haven't seen Derek Carr make some sort of throw like that, and you're like, what are you doing, man? So it, it's something that uh, is boy, uh, you know, that's it's rough. Just end it all up. You're being me. as nice as you possibly can. I get it. I don't have to be, and I rarely am. So that's who I am. I really don't have to be. But... No, you don't have to be, but you are. That, that's right. that's who you are. Uh, Gabe DA is stuck on stupid. That's okay. a little. That, that's probably a, a little harsh. Brandon, pr- preach. Play calling sucks. It, it sucks. So, therefore, you gave him a D. You know, I'm going to say it a little bit differently than you, but I come up with the same grade as you. I give the coaching a D as well. Look, I don't know why. I really don't know why, and I don't know why I'm going to say this. I am not 100% convinced that Dennis Allen can't be a coach in this league. I'm getting there. I'm not 100% convinced. Now, that being said, I'm 100% convinced that they need to make changes on their staff, 110%, even though that's not really possible in the grand scheme of things. They got to make changes on the staff. And like you said, he's hesitant to, to do so. Or maybe, and here, when you talk about like play calling, when there's things we don't know, there may be things behind the scene that we don't. Maybe Mickey Loomis isn't letting him. Maybe he wants to make a change and he can't. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Maybe it's been discussed and, and Mickey or someone else behind the scenes is saying, nah, you know what? Pete's got a family here. We like Pete. He's been loyal to our team. He worked for Sean Payton. He didn't call any plays. He sat there with his clipboard and didn't do anything. But we're going to be nice to him, and we're not. So I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Something that like goes. that might be the case to not get rid of him. But uh, look, it, it's something that, and maybe they don't want to make a mid-season disruption change. Uh, but I mean, we've seen uh, the organization push to move on from assistant coaches. I mean, that happened going into 2017 when Sean Payton had to fire uh, best buddy Joe Vitt and some other guys who had yep. been close to for a long time. Or sure. uh, or guess what? Sean was going to be the next out the door. So I, that, like, I would be floored if that wasn't the case this offseason where it's, okay, you got to bring in fresh faces offensively. Yeah, like that's, I agree I wholeheartedly. That would, like, and, or otherwise, guess what? You're going to be canned. Uh, you know, so that's, I, I would, but I, maybe I they don't feel, and they look, true. yeah, maybe you brought it up that, all right, they're saying, all right, well, what's the difference between Pete Carmichael and Ron, Ronald Curry calling plays? Let's just go with what we have. And then uh, this off season, let's do a large search with, Offensive coordinator and such, but well, here's the thing. And you were you were saying something about Dennis Allen. Uh, you're not not convinced he can be a head coach. Like you think I'm not. Com- I'm not. Com- I'm not 100 convinced he can't be a head coach. It would be different if he had a court like a better quarterback. Like they have coaches that are mediocre and have look. If you got Here, talent, here's what concerns me about this team, and this is on the coach. I I get that. What what get? It's not just the coaches. 
What bothers me is there seems to be a lack of chemistry on this team. And if you look at Sean Payton, the one thing that he was great oh, he's great at a few things. There were things that he wasn't so great at. One of the things that he's always great at was getting in his kind of players that fit in and making like he was always cognizant about what made chemistry work. He's having a tougher time of that in Denver because I think that Russell Wilson's frankly a loon ball. And and when you don't have a when you don't have a quarterback, he he was this is what you got when he went there knowing that I got Russell Wilson. Whatever, it's hard to change everything when you got a quarterback that doesn't necessarily work. Everything starts there. But he was great at forming chemistry, and I don't think that Dennis Allen has found a way to do that yet. This team has got to find some chemistry going down the stretch. They can be. They're the kind of team where I think other than Detroit, I don't think, we've talked about this, I don't think there's a game on the schedule where I don't think the Saints not only could win, but should win. Going down the, They won't. They're not going to win six out of seven games. We know that. I mean, now let's be realistic. But they could and should, but they won't. And, and I think part of it is because they can't get it all together. Well, I don't know what type of player is a Dennis Allen type player. Like, I don't even, I don't, even. I don't have a definition. I mean, that's, I agree. Uh, in, you know, obviously he absorbed Sean player, Sean Payton players. I mean, and obviously that worked for them, but, but Sean Payton is a different mentality guy as a Dennis Allen. And so, I, look, I think that's, uh, oh, who's the best that. player, like, who's the best player on this team right now that wasn't here when Sean Payton was here? Oh my gosh. Tough uh, call, isn't it? I mean, think of it like that. Who's who's the best Dennis Allen player? I don't know the answer. I really don't. I don't know the I answer. Mean, Granderson was here already, right? Granderson was here already. Uh I mean I mean you're not gonna I don't even say know how like, to answer that. I mean, let's just go through a couple of them. I guess what uh, I mean Olave. Marcus Olave Eddie. wasn't here, right? Olave, Olave wasn't. Uh, I guess it's Olave, but but he's he's already shown that he's a roller coaster. He's all over the right. place. So I I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I just the question just popped into my head. But you think of that? That's, is it that's Derek something. Carr? I mean, Brasse? I mean, maybe it is Brasse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that. But when you start talking about that and you can't come up with any player that's been really good, that's a Dennis Allen player. I mean, again, Olave, I think, is underachieving. Versailles, I think, the fact maybe we can't even say Derek Carr is a problem. Uh, JD says it's Pete Carmichael. His playbook and offense is ridiculous. It doesn't go with the quarterback, Derek Carr. I don't disagree with that. It, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I, you can blame Derek Carr for a lot of things, but. But then that's Derek Carr's fault, right? Why is it, are you just coming here for the money? You got forty million dollars. You weren't going to get forty million elsewhere. Why would you come to New Orleans if you're Derek Carr? Oh well, he saw it as a chance to maybe win. Like that was the best. You could have gone to the Jets before they signed Aaron. They wanted Derek Carr. Well, I don't know if they wanted wanted, but he certainly could have gone to the Jets. He they were going to sign him. Oh, they were interested. There's no doubt. Uh, but I, he probably saw the Saints as a better win now opportunity. I mean, Why? frankly, I, I like I would have if I were him. Derek Carr with the Jets, the Jets would be easily be a six win team right now. Oh, uh, they could win more games with Trevor Simeon. He should be playing. <sighs> that's like that's I don't know. I'm I, I'm serious. Like he should be playing. Zach Wilson should never play. Trevor Simeon would have won them a couple more games. I probably. Uh, 
I give this coaching staff a D. Um, we're going to finish with our overall grade for the team. We usually do our prediction to finish the game. There is no game, obviously, this week. You see the week 12 numbers on the screen. I think it uh, goes to show you how poor the Saints have been playing, the fact that they're pick them in Atlanta. This, this team has no business being pick them in Atlanta. They're incredibly better than Atlanta, but that, they're not playing that way. So anyway, we're going to give our final grades on the team. I do want to talk about uh, some games around our three best games around the NFL. I'm going to do it quickly because I know we've already gone over the time. Real quick, I, and I, I didn't put it on the screen. I would have had I known about Deshaun Watson. I think the Browns are a huge value now at minus two and a half. I don't think you've done your picks yet because it, it's early week. Speaking of the Browns, I got to give you props. I'm all over the place. Got to give you props. You were the only one in the athletic. You do your picks every week. There are like 10 or 12 of you. Yeah. And you were the only one to pick the Browns. You did it here in the show as well. The only one to pick the Browns to win outright. Not just cover. I said they would cover. I, and I said I don't have the, the stones, I guess, to pick them outright against the Ravens. It wouldn't surprise me. You actually had the stones. You said the Browns would beat the Ravens. You were right. I mean, I got the Saints wrong, so, well, well. But, uh, like, uh, I, yeah, I did go lone wolf there. Uh, I will say I have turned in my picks. They're not public yet. Okay. But uh, uh, but I, we were given the opportunity to change our pick, and I did change my pick. I had the Browns. I'm picking the You're Steelers. You're picking the Steelers little, now. Yeah, I'm a little I, – look, I see the numbers with P.J. Walker. Oh, my gosh. He's horrendous. Like, I can't and, – and, and Pickett's not much better – than Deshaun Watson has been all year, but Pickett at least I, takes care of the football. It, it, I think there's going to be a letdown. I, and the Steelers, I feel like they're playing okay. It's I hate. I think both teams are kind of fraudulent, but I'm going begrudgingly. I'm picking the Steelers. I couldn't disagree with you and JD more. I think this <laughs> changes everything for the Browns. I think this makes the Browns a much better team. There, I mean, you let's face it. When a team plays poorly on offense and has distractions, it affects every facet of your team. The, the Browns, to me, have a legitimate number one in the league kind of defense, and I think that they play much better. I think they take it personally now. P.J. Walker is not as good as Jacoby Brissett, but I think he's in that ballpark, and I think he's stabilizing. He's not in the ballpark, man. I'm All sorry. Right. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> I, I love the Browns this week. I'm actually going to move. That was not in my best bets. In fact, we recorded a segment with Uncle Big Nick, which is coming on uh, on the pod after this. Um, I, I, I This changes my opinion of the Browns completely, and that's now going to be in my best bets. It's not in today's show, but it will be in my public, uh, my, uh, my story in tomorrow on, on bet.nola.com. All right, real quickly, we're going to give like 45 seconds to each game here. Bengals at Ravens, Thursday night game. Uh, this is a tough one to call. I have the Bengals in a teaser, which means they get uh, 10 in a teaser. I paired them uh, with the bills that we see on here. So kind of doing two with one stone, but man, I, this could go either way. What do you have here? Bengals and Ravens. It definitely could go either way. Uh, I am uh, going with the Bengals, uh, but this is, I'm even more hesitant because uh, I know the Bengals, uh, both defensive ends, Trey Hendrickson and St. Hubbard are banged up. Yes. So that's an issue. Uh, Big time. So, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's scaring me a bit. Uh, but I I, I kind of I'm rolling the dice here. I'm I'm just gonna I'm going in Joe Burrow. I trust and let's go. Uh, even though the Ravens defense Ravens defense is a little banged up too in the secondary. I know Humphrey got hurt, 
um, last week, but uh, I don't know his status and, and such, but I'm kind of rolling the dice here and basically going in Joe Burrow. I trust with the Bengals straight up. Uh, I am not going to be wishy-washy here. I do think the Bengals compete. I do think they keep it close. I like them to cover. I think it's a field goal kind of game, but I think the Ravens win. Uh, I think the Ravens at home after last week, I might've been more inclined to pick the Bengals had, had the Ravens won last week. But when you lose a game like that, a good team to me takes that personally. And I, th- I think you see a really good Ravens effort. And Trey Hendrickson being out does uh, change my opinion a little bit. Again, I like the Ravens to win, but I like the Bengals to cover. All right, Jets and Bills. Uh, look, I think this is an interesting game because the Jets defense, you want to talk about being on an island. They really have been, in, been on an island. We've got to comment, uh, CJ, come on. I said I was going to be nice to my, my listeners, so I am not going to go full, full bore here, but you cray-cray. You think Zach Wilson and Derek Carr are close talent-wise? It's not close. It's really not close. Derek Carr is much better than Zach Wilson. And this Jets team, I think they're about to go on a schneid. The to Jets build. wish they had Derek Carr. Right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> There's no question about it. And the Bills, to me, I don't – that seven is a lot, especially the way that they've been playing. I do think they get a little juice out of uh, making a change at OC – it's not because of Joe Brady. I just think when, when teams make changes like this, they do see a little juice. They're about to go on a ridiculously crazy tough schedule are the Buffalo Bills. This is an absolute must win for the Bills. So this is the last time that I back them if they can't win this one. I think they win. I do think they cover. Um, but the, the Jets, they're about to go on a schneid. Yeah, I agree. This is a must win because of that schedule. And they're at a bit of a crossroads. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I am... I'm going Bills and uh, to cover and straight up, and I would say uh, there's one reason. His name is Zach Wilson. They can't move the ball. I, I don't care. The Bills. The Bills could do a couple quick strikes. They might win 14 to six, then they cover. But I don't trust the Jets' offense at all. Period. Eight, I just said it. Trevor Simeon. I would start him now. I don't get it. Eight offensive touchdowns all year long. That is insanely poor. That is so bad. And then the marquee matchup, one of the marquee matchups of the season is on Monday Night Football. It's about time as a good Monday Night Football game. It's been a while. I mean, those guys, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, have not had a good run here with the games they've had to play. Uh, A call. Eagles at Chiefs in a Super Bowl rematch. This one is being played in Kansas City. The Chiefs are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. We've seen this at three. It's dropped down. The Sharps have moved it down. To two and a half. I don't know if it'll stay there or not. Interesting line. I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl last year against the Chiefs. I'm picking them again. I think the Eagles are starting to roll. uh, And I think that uh, defensively, uh, they could shut down a a Chiefs offense that has not been as good. And Patrick Mahomes has not been as good as he's been in previous years. Obviously, they're good enough. There's a reason why they're – I mean, right now the Chiefs are co-favorites with the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. And the Eagles are, like, scantily behind both of them. Uh, but still, I just feel like that uh, the Eagles are starting to roll. Jalen Hurts starting to roll. They're not going to be intimidated by any of that crowd stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something that in Jalen Hurts I'm going to trust. So uh, give me the Eagles straight up. And Patrick Mahomes I trust. 
Um, <laughs> something's not right with Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure what it is. And I know he's a little dinged up. He's questionable on the injury report. We all know he's going to play. Um, I mean, I don't think he's questionable to the point he's not going to play. But I, you know what else is going to sh- rear its head here? Um, it's kind of reared its head throughout the season. And at weird times, I think the fact that the Eagles are missing both of their coordinators who are now in Indianapolis and Arizona and respective head coaching, especially Shane Steichen. I think they really miss Shane Steichen. Um, and I think it kind of shows up here. Maybe that's what it, what's different about Jalen Hurts. I don't know. But this is an interesting game. Wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles won. I just don't think they will. I think that Patrick Mahomes is always better against really good teams. He kind of rises up to the level of the competition. And uh, who knows? Maybe Swifty will be there. It'll, it'll, it'll help Kelsey. I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, DeAndre he'll... Swift will be there. Does that count? Not that Swifty. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he should take a picture with 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 Kelly. I think Jason is going to take a picture with Taylor, and Travis is going to get jealous. Oh, your girl! <laughs> that would be quite interesting. All right, before we go off the show, and shocker, Larry and I disagree on a, an NFL pick. Uh, never happens. <laughs> Happened today. All right, uh, final grade for the New Orleans Saints as they go into the bye week. Overall team grade. We sit their their real grade is their record five and five. What do you give this Saints team as a grade? D plus. Their record should be better. Means, in my opinion, they're below average of what I thought. So D plus. Uh, you know, interestingly, um, I didn't know what grade I was going to give them. I was just going to kind of go on the fly. But when you said D plus, it was like bells rang. <laughs> That's the grade. That's a perfect grade for this team. You know. I probably, if they would have gone into this week with a victory, I probably would have gave them a C plus. I still wouldn't have gave them a great grade. But with this schedule, this team ought to be seven and three easily. Um, it's not even so much they lost last week. You could see going to Minnesota and losing. You can excuse them. But the way they played in Minnesota with absolutely no heart, no focus, and no game plan for the first half of that game last week is unacceptable. And I think it's a microcosm of the entire season. So I'm, I'm with you. Uh, give them a D plus. I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad, bad one at all. All if right, next week. If they beat Minnesota, I would have gone. I would probably would have gone C plus. Like I'd have been like, okay, this is. I would have expected this record, but this is not what I expected. And they're and even in wins, sometimes they're like, Ugh, what? So no, D plus. Uh, I'm going to ask you here on the air. I don't think we've talked about it. Next week is Thanksgiving. Can you do Wednesday again next week? Does that put you on the spot? Yes. On the spot. All right. Well, so, I actually got to work. I got to. I got to work Thursday. All right. Oh, yuck. Uh, Wednesday it is. We will be back live next Wednesday. We're cramming five days of work at bet.nola.com into three next week. So that's where we'll be. And next week we'll be previewing Saints and Falcons. They will be back from their bye week. We don't get them. Georgia says this is perfect. Whatever. Pretty much. That's like the best comment I think we might have had. Out, whatever. Pretty much. That, that, that's what it is. D plus grade. Whatever. That's, whatever. that's what you we look at him as. Dustin says he loves the show. We appreciate Dustin. We thank you for joining. You know, I give our, our listeners some grief, but you guys are great, uh, and you gals are great. We've had listeners this season from all over the place. And uh, look, when we're done here, uh, I give my picks. We also pushed Friday and Thursday. All into Wednesday today. I've got some stuff going on as, as Larry does as well. So when I'm done with this show, when I click end stream here in just a moment, I'm going to go record my monologue. I will put Larry's portion 
on the Datitude podcast. I will put Uncle Big Nick's our best bets of the week on the on the Datitude podcast. One big Datitude podcast, episode one ninety. You get it wherever you get your podcast. Larry, have a wonderful weekend. Don't work too hard, my friend. I'll try not to. At least I'll be. Uh, I can eat and work at the same time. But yeah, I, I get. To, I got to worry about the the first two games on Thanksgiving Day. But that's okay. All right. Well, we'll be watching them, so we'll kind of be kindred spirits. At least the Lions and Cowboys are good. Like I expect to see some some cool stuff on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, it used to be a lot of uh, you know Lions come on early and you fall asleep at halftime and get ready for the real games. But now the Lions are good. You actually have to watch them now. Right. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. We will see. You know, that's not a greatest transition in the world. We will see Larry Holder next week. Uh, again, pushing everything up uh, to Wednesday. The Thursday show and the Friday show for the second straight week next week with it being Thanksgiving. We're going to push everything into Wednesday, trying to do five days of work into three. We can do it. I promise we can do it. We will do it uh, next week. Okay, this show is already a little bit longer. Not a little bit. A lot longer than we normally go here. That's what happens when you combine two shows into one. So let's just get right to Uncle Big Nick. We make our best bets of the week. I will tell you ahead of time. I stunk last week. I went one, three, and one. Um, I have got to get that taste out of my mouth. So there's only one way to go going forward, and I will tell you again. Um, these picks were made before I found out about Deshaun Watson. So the picks you hear in this segment may be different than the one you see in my column this morning, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday morning, that is, depending on when you listen to this. Maybe a little bit different, but close. But here's what I got, and we're going to lead you to victory as we have, for the most part, all season long. Uncle Big Nick, can we make some picks today? Mom, can we please? You know, karma's a real a-hole. You know, all the fun... I usually make fun of you in this spot after the song plays. And I'm um, like, you, you know, like, maybe she wants me to make picks today. Well, she definitely doesn't want me to make picks today because... I stunk up the joint last week. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just let it ride. I'll just let you talk, and then I just do my thing, do my roller coaster ride, just like I always do. You're like the Saints. No. You are. You're right. Like in Saints and me in the Saints. I'm sentence. just saying, you are 26 and 24 for the season, plus 20. I am 28 and 21. Oh, I have you plus 19. I got a dollar. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm 28 and 21, plus 101. For this season, uh, but I had an awful week, one, three, and one. Um, although I did get the Niners right, so I just had them in the wrong spot. Should I have had them as my number one pick? And you know what is funny is I like that pick. I like the Niners last week over Jacksonville more than anything I else I had on the card. I'm certain of this. Why I had it in the three spot for only seventeen dollars to win fifteen, I have no idea. You overthought yourself, probably. Yeah, I was so you're sure. You're listening my... to all the talking heads say that exactly. Purdy was terrible. They lost three in a row. They downhill from here. And all well, I had stuff. my three leg money line parlay, and everybody I talked to, how can that lose? That can't lose. I said it on here. <laughs> I mean, I had my biggest bet of the year, like of the year, like my own money. Big. I'm not gonna say how much it was, but you know how much I bet, and it's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things as far as other betters go. Like, I do this to have fun. If I did this for real, I probably would make some real money because I've had a good year, uh, and I usually have a good year. But I had my biggest bet of the year on the three-leg money line parlay. Seattle over Washington, one. 
Dallas over the Giants won easily. Third leg was the first leg. Cincinnati over Houston. Catch the damn ball. Was it Higgins or Boyd? I don't remember. Boyd. It was Boyd. Higgins was Catch out. the damn ball. I went to three-leg parlay. Hey. Son of a bitch. Anyway, not that I'm mad or anything. Not that I'm No, bitter. not that you're bitter. All right. But Let's that's the on. reason. This That's the perfect reason why you don't bet more money on this. Exactly. Because of what happened last week. I think that's why I was, like, I was just as mad about that as I was about the Saints looking like a bunch of chookies going into Minnesota and playing El Stinko football. I don't know what the hell that was. I mean, th- th- this team can't stand prosperity, but that's a whole other story. We got grades with Larry Holder. They've already heard that on this podcast. We don't need to go into the Saints Ooh, anymore. Grades. Yeah, yeah. All right. Great grades. Is there anything other than the F? Straight A's. Straight A's, baby. No, no. All right, moving on to week 11. Uh, we already told you we're, having, we're both above water. We are winning our listeners' money. I did not win them any money last week, but you did. You were three and two, plus fourteen. You keep riding the bet against Tulane train. We'll see if you do that again. I'm going to let you start. You got your first pick is a double like. I also have this on my card. I'll let you explain it first. You got Carolina plus ten and a half to beat Dallas, eleven to win ten. By the way, the way that it works for people who have not listened to us, we get a hundred dollars a week not counting the juice, so we can uh, bet up to $100 a week plus juice uh, on five picks. And you got $11 to win 10, Carolina, plus 10 and a half to beat them Cowboys, or at least to cover. Yeah, well, the Cowboys are great, right? They kill average teams. They kill bad teams, except when they go on the road. They go on the road, and it seems like they lost to Arizona on the road when Arizona wasn't good at all. I know Dobbs is like a god now, but, I mean, you know, it's just greatest quarterback Dallas ever. team. I do not trust them on the road at all and outdoors on the road in Carolina. It's Carolina teams bad, but the defense is actually decent. And I, I could just see them keeping this within 10 and a half points. I mean, I think it's too many points to give on the road. I like everybody's going to have recency bias, you know, yeah. see what recency Dallas did. Bias. The giants are not an NFL That's why it's team 10 like and that. a half. That's why it's 10 and a half and not nine and a half or 10 recency bias. A hundred percent. Right. Um, Look, I'm just, I'm sorry, but Carolina's not bad enough to be getting 10 and a half at home. I, I get their records one and eight, but they're not as bad as their record. Uh, although, I mean, Denny Green, the late Denny Green would say, you are what your record says you are. Crown right. them, crown them. Uh, my thing is this. Carolina is at a breaking point, not for playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs, obviously. But they're at a breaking point for what they do in their future. If Frank Reich has any chance to not be a one-and-done coach, then they're going to start turning things around and at least play better the rest of the season. And it starts now. Because I think this is the kind of game where they don't have to win, but if they play like crap and get the doors blown off of them, they, they very well could have in-season changes. And for a coach, once, I don't know that a coach has ever been fired in back-to-back seasons in the middle of the season. Um, and I think it's possible for Frank Reich. I really do. Uh, but I think that they turn things around I think that they play well. Again, I don't necessarily have the gumption to pick them straight up, but I think Carolina plays well. I have $22 to win 20 And Dallas has Washington next week on Thanksgiving. They could very, exactly on a short week, they could very well be looking forward a little yeah. bit. All right, we'll see how that goes. We both on Carolina. That doesn't happen very often. Not so much that we're not on the same team, but that we both have them in our best bets. Um, but that is a double like. And he's got Carolina 
uh, 11 to win 10. I got him 22 to win 20. Your next pick also in the NFL, you are not staying in your lane, bro, but here's one that just missed my card. I mean, we almost had two double likes. This is literally number six on my card. I took it off, um, and I'll tell you why I took it off after you explain your pick. You've got the Miami Dolphins minus 12 over Las Vegas Raiders, 22 to win 20. Yeah, I mean, this this Raiders team, everybody's praising Pierce, and they're playing better. They're playing good. They're rallying for a new coach. That normally happens for one or two games. Look at Jeff Saturday last year. And then all of a sudden you get back to reality of how bad this team is. They played the Giants and the Jets and won. Now you get Miami at home, at Miami, at their home, off a bye. Like, I really, I can't see this game being close. Not only are they off a bye, but they're off of a loss and a bye. Yeah, loss and a bye. They're getting A-chain back. And Miami's the type of team that they're going to run it up if they can run it up. They scored 70 this year. Like, they're going to keep running it up and run it up and run it up. And I just can't see Oakland, I mean, Oakland. Vegas keeping pace with them at all. You're just uh, you're you're biased because Jimmy G plays for Vegas, even though he's not playing. No, he's benched. I know. I'd have this. I might bet 110 on it if he was playing. (laughs) Just Uh, make one bet. Here, here's my thing. Um, One thing with Miami is you can almost like count. You you could just like name name the spread when you're betting on Miami. I mean, if you think they're going to win. They usually blow the door. Not always. I mean, you see the Patriots game. They didn't win by a whole lot early in the season. But That's an in-division rival, though. That's... You can usually name your, your point spread. And here, I think they're trying to add on to the spread. This started off at 10.5. It's already at 12 because the Sharps are pounding the Dolphins. Um, and I still think it's, it's, it's a good bet at minus 12. Um, again, just missed my card, so I'm with you 100%. I love Miami in this spot. I mean, this Miami I, defense isn't great, but they're yeah. great enough to stop Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, now that was the second part of my analysis. I mean, Aiden O'Connell was not very good last week. Don't get me wrong. The Jets defense is okay, um, but they're not as good as people make them out to be. And I just, I I agree yeah. with you. Tyreek Hill might have 150 yards. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I think other than Max Crosby, and Max Crosby's going to have a lot tougher time to get in it too with than he, than he has, than he is getting to Zach Wilson or, Tommy DeVito or whoever else. So I'm, I'm good. All the pass rushers in the league right now. They got really good. good. Pass yeah, yeah they, they really do. Saints uh, don't have one of those. Hey, they got JPP. So everything's all soft now. Does yeah, he play you, offensive line? Does he JPP. Yeah, you know me. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I, I never gave my number five pick because I agreed with you with Carolina. So. My number five pick, ten dollars to win nineteen, is a money line parlay. Yep, I'm doing it again. Last week got two out of three, so we'll go. We'll stay in our lane. We'll go back to taking two teams. You're gonna have to wait a while for these, though. It's the two night games later in the week. I've got Denver, the Denver Broncos. Yes, the Denver Broncos. I said I was never gonna put them in my best bets again. I lied. The Denver Broncos over Minnesota and. Your reigning Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, both of those teams are at home. Look, I, Minnesota's a great story. Um, Josh Dobbs, well, he did anything he wanted in the first half against the Saints defense. But you know what? In the second half, he kind of got exposed, didn't he? He didn't do yeah, anything. he was kind of back to being Josh Dobbs that everybody knows. Exactly. And the Broncos, what have they done well since they got the doors blown off of them? They played much better the last month. It's not just... It's not just one or two games. 
The Broncos have actually played much better the last month or so. That's because their defense has gotten a lot of better. I guess Vance Joseph realized, hey, I'm going to be back uh, with Coach Hank at, at Archbishop Shaw High School if I don't get it together. Um, and they have played much better. I like the way this Denver defense is playing. I think this is a lower scoring game than Kansas City. Over- people need to, uh, with these coaches, these new coaches come in and people just automatically assume that they're going to start off 8 no. Yeah, like, I agree. I mean, Peyton came in, everybody was crushing them because of how bad they were, in which they were terrible. But I just think it takes these coaches a little bit of time to get acclimated with the players, to get their schemes in, to get everything that they want done, done. To realize it seems like he's turning a team around. To realize your quarterback maybe isn't that great, and maybe we should run the ball more. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Wilson is terrible. Wilson still thinks he's fast. Did you watch him play? I did. He, I he did. still thinks he's like this little quick dude that can run around. He's not fast anymore. He looks like he's running in quicksand. Yeah, well, wait till you get older, pal. You'll still want to do all the things you did when you were in your 20s and 30s, and you realize in, in your 50s you can't. I bet I'm it's there now. I bet it's no different for a, a mid-30s quarterback wanting to do things he did in his 20s. No different. Right. Kansas City over Philadelphia. Look, I, I just think that uh, Jalen Hurts is a little banged up. It's going to be a problem for them. And I just think K- Kansas City plays better. They play to the level of their competition sometimes. At home, defending champs. They're going to be fired up. You know who's probably going to be in the building just because, you know, she can't wait to pump up, pump up her man. Kansas City wins. Be like Mickey, women weak in legs, rock. I guess we got to be careful talking yeah. about this. All right, so that's my money line parlay. Denver over Minnesota. Kansas yeah, I like City. Kansas City to beat Philly, too. I mean, this Kansas City team is not playing as great on offense, but it's just because they don't have to, I don't think. Right. Their defense yeah, I, is really, playing really well. I agree. And, and again, Jalen Hurts being banged up, and the offensive line for the Eagles not playing as well as they had played last year. I'm not sure if they're going to get that together later or what, but that 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 would concern me if I were an Eagles fan for sure. All right, moving on. Your next pick, uh, you're back in colleges, $22 to win 20, a standard old spread bet. You got the Georgia Bulldogs, potential three-time NCAA champion. They've set the record or the current whatever it is. They've won 26 in a row or something like that, minus 10 over the Tennessee Vols. Yeah, I kind of disrespected Georgia last week picking against them, and I I can't do it again. This Tennessee team is awful. I mean, they're really bad. They got their doors blown off by Missouri last week. What do you think uh, Georgia's going to do to them? Milton is not good. They're not going to be able to run the ball. You're going to put it in the hands of Milton to beat this Georgia team. Georgia team is just clicking at all the right time right now. They're getting everything together. They were started off slow, but now it's like Kirby's like, okay, it's it's game time now. It's time to get ready for SEC championship, national championship, all that stuff. So this team's just on a roll right now, and I, I don't want to get in front of it again. I have one concern when it comes to Georgia this week. I, I endorse the pick. I, Georgia is that much. I mean, Georgia's really like three touchdowns better than Tennessee. If you put a different jersey, if you put different jerseys on this Tennessee team, take their nameplates off, and you don't know who they are, uh, and you just watch that team play all season, they're not good. Tennessee's not good. They're really not. But I heard a I, stat, too. Tennessee is 130th in the country in penalties against them geez. at home. Yikes. That's terrible. They're, like, very undisciplined team. And against Georgia, you would give them, like, it, it, they give up, like, 80 yards of penalties a game to their opponents. 
You gonna give Georgia that too? I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not good. The one thing that does worry me though, uh, UBN, is that uh, Georgia coming off this emotional. We we said it last week. You and I both felt like Georgia. Well, I mean, you had Ole Miss in your parlay, but I know I I felt like Georgia was gonna blow the doors off of Lane Kiffin. I mean, I I just I think they're gonna come off. It's an emotional thing. They had something to prove last last week, and that that's the only thing that worries me going into a game like this. And I know it's another rivalry game. They play Tennessee every year. It's usually a huge game for the SC East title. It's not this year, but I think an emotional letdown. They may stay like off, start off slow, but I think they they pick it up. All right, Georgia minus ten over Tennessee. I'm zero two picking against Georgia, so yeah, I'm gonna so pick with them. Jumping on the train. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> All right, my uh, next pick, I haven't done a total in a few weeks, and I've really done well for the most part with my totals. Uh, so we went back to the well. There's one particular I like that involves your team. Bucks, San Francisco under 41 and a half. And I, I almost took the Bucks uh, plus 11 and a half. Here's the thing. I don't know that Tampa Bay is going to be able to score against this defense. Um, and I, I, everybody looks back and sees that Tampa Bay-Houston score from a couple weeks ago and saw, like, almost 80 points put on the board and that San Francisco can can do a lot of things but the the fact is other than last week what really is the have the Niners done for had 3 weeks in a row they were having trouble scoring i know that they're healthy i know that they're getting things back and this number is like ant mabley kind of low i think the public's going to jump all over this number i think it'll be higher as the week goes along i would wait to bet this like by sunday cuz i think it might get to 42 and a half or 43 but um, I just think that Tampa Bay is going to have a tough time scoring. And their run defense is surprisingly really good. So I think the, the 49ers might be uh, forced to go one-dimensional. And they might not realize it until the second half. So I also like the, the first half under if you want to play that. I don't know what it is. It's probably in the probably 20 and a half. 20 and a half. Is, yeah, is, like is my guess. It's 20 and a half somewhere along there. Uh, but I, I'll tell you. I just don't. I just don't know how the Bucks score against them and uh, and running the football. Are they going to get them in the end zone because they didn't score last week? They try like. Oh, they tried. Fourth down and at the end of the game and, and they try. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it, it was four in a row. But the only thing we were laughing about, I was at a friend's house, is that nobody else was in the game. Debo was yeah. out. Kittle was out. Like they knew McCaffrey was getting the ball. If you wanted him to score, why not put some decoys out there? But ever since Debo's been back, I don't think we realize how important. Debo was to this team in their offense and the way the offense runs. So I'm, I'm scared of taking the under here because I could see this being like 31-10, 34-10, something like that. Well, 31-10 is okay with me. Yeah, it's 41 and a half. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. 31-10 works for me. Using that Shaw <laughs> math again, I want you. All right, we got to get rolling here. And you are staying on the same train. This train has been working for you. You got Florida Atlantic plus nine and a half over Tulane. If you just put this this game in a vacuum, I'd say you're crazy. But I can't go against you anymore. I'm not necessarily endorsing it, but I'm not. I'm certainly not bucking it either. Florida Atlantic plus nine and a half over the Green Wave of Tulane, who just they can't do anything. Right. They can't blow anybody out. They so I'm going to ride that until they beat me. Uh, yeah. Speak. I'm 0 and 2 with Georgia. I'm 3 and 0 with Tulane. So I mean, or 4 and 0. I don't even remember. I know I haven't lost a game picking with Tulane. But it's just, they can't blow anybody out right now. And nine and a half points, I know FAU is bad. Tulsa was bad. ECU was bad. And I just can't see them blowing anybody out, so I'm going to keep riding the train until it happens. 
Uh, if they by, win by a touchdown, they win by a touchdown. By the way, just so we can be transparent, again, your, your show math might be failing you just a little bit. But overall, when you have Tulane involved in a bet, you're three and one. Which one did I lose? First week of the year, you had Ole Miss Tulane over 67. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can't count totals. We got to count just records and point spread. Oh, come on, we man. Can't, we can't do that. I can, I can, I can do whatever I want. I want to, if I want to make it's you look true. Bad. You're the host, so you, <laughs> you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> All right, FAU plus nine and a half. Um, again, I'm not going. I'm definitely not going against you. You've been you've been right three weeks in a row betting against Tulane. Um, that just seems like they've over adjusted now. It's because I mean, if you just took this game in a vacuum, Tulane would probably be like a 17 point favorite. I know they're on the road, but I mean, they've like said, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to get beat again by this Tulane team. And there's something they got to play and right? seven, three and seven against the spread this year, not that's counting insane. the double digit spreads. Again, I'm not running in a window to bet the green wave. That's for sure. All right. My next pick uh, is the New York Giants plus 10. Over the Washington Commanders, this is simple. Fighting Danny DeVito's? Simply logic and betting against the public. Washington doesn't deserve to give 10 points to Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, or LSU, much less an NFL team. Who the hell are the Washington Commanders to be giving 10 points to anybody? I mean, I don't give a damn. This Washington team has played well since they've been trying to cut them I've been saying it for weeks. They've been trying to cut Ron Rivera at the legs. Chop him off at the knees, Johnny. Chop him off at the knees. They just don't let him do anything. They're, they're like trading his best defensive players. They're trying to fire him. They should just fire him if they want to fire him. But he, they just keep fighting for their coach, and they keep playing a bunch of close games. Look, the Giants went to Dallas and got destroyed. I don't think anyone was surprised. That, was, that pick just missed my card. But here, I bet this defense is going to play one of the games of the year against this Washington team. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm excited to see what happens here. Uh, but I think, again, people are either going to bet Washington or they're not going to bet at all on this game. No one's going to bet on the Giants, except me, and I'm going to win. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the whiteout on my page when I sent you my picks, but I had, I, I was going to try a teaser. And I was going to okay. do Washington, I mean, uh, not Washington. The Giants. The Giants plus the 17 or whatever they would get. 16. And I was going to put Miami down to six and a half or whatever. But I just figured Miami's going to kill him anyway. And I just, I, like you said, who is Washington to be giving double digits to anybody? So I was going to take, I, I, I love taking the Giants here. Yep. And again, we always like to bet against the general public. And again, you, you tell me one average Joe better that you find in a bar. That you, you go sit, find any bar you want, anywhere, wherever you live, you can find a, a bar anywhere that's watching games and have all the games on. I dare you to go find one person that bet on the Giants. I bet you can't do it. That's all I need to know. Vegas doesn't yeah. lose on a regular basis. It happens every now and rigged. then. He's, well, yeah, everything's rigged. Don't get, me, <laughs> don't get me started on the rig train. That's a whole different show. <laughs> we'll do that in the summer. All right, your number one pick of the week is a parlay, $30 to win $79. you are doing your best to catch up. These don't usually work well for you, but you never know. You might hit it. Kentucky, minus a point and a half over South Carolina and Oregon State, minus two over Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies. Go for it. I mean, you got to give me one thing. I'm no quitter. 
No, and you're not. Somebody keeps pounding you in the face. You you get down. You say like, and they're like, dude, stay down. And you're like, I no. didn't hear no bell. <laughs> dude, just stay down. No. <laughs> This uh, this Oregon State team, the one thing they do really well is run the ball, and the one thing Washington doesn't do well is defend the run. So I think they can keep the ball out of Pinnock's hands and just control the clock and pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. And I, I think they're going to win this game. I, there's been no Pac-12 team that's went undefeated in conference since, like, 2010 or something like that, I heard. And okay. they always beat up on each other. So I don't see Washington just going to go undefeated. I think they're going to lose one or two games, and I just think this is what this is a bad spot for them right here. And Kentucky coming off the Bama game, I, I normally don't like betting people against Bama after coming off a Bama game, but Kentucky has killed everybody that they played that's been mediocre, and there ain't nothing. Not on the Spencer Rattler train. No, and, and this team, South Carolina, is not good. Kentucky's going to better run the ball, control the clock, just like Oregon State will, and they, they're going to blow out South you, Carolina. You must not have watched uh, QB1 uh, the season with yours truly was on that show, by the way. No, I didn't. Spencer Rattler on QB1 on Netflix. Yeah, I was on that show for, I think, six of the ten episodes. Doing what? It's my one, it was my 15 minutes of fame, and it, <laughs> it didn't even make me famous. <laughs> um, also, was it even equal fifteen minutes? Oh, I was I was on a lot actually. It was uh, it was QB one has actually showed that. And I don't know if they're even doing it anymore. But every season they would follow three high school quarterbacks around, three prominent high school quarterbacks around, and they would like follow their their season basically, and it'd be like a ten part series. And Spencer Rattler was the highlight of one of the QB one seasons. Well, another quarterback on the show was Warren Easton's Lance Lejean. He is kind of faded off into oblivion. He ended up going to he went to Maryland and then he kinda of ended up at Louisiana Lafayette and didn't do all that much. But anyway, when they were doing Lance Lejean, I was the play by play guy. Oh, gotcha. For all of his games. So anyway. That's my fifteen minutes of fame. I was on I got Netflix credits. I made a whole whopping hundred dollars out of that. Good job. Yeah. And I think I bet it on and my lost, parlay left. And lost <laughs> it on you. <laughs> 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 Something like that. All right, my number one pick. <clears throat> I'm going. Speaking of going back to wells, I'm going back to the well with the teaser. Thirty-seven dollars to win thirty. Um, look, my teaser last week uh, didn't hit, but overall, you know, I've been fairly successful with teasers. It's all about going through the right numbers. I think both of these do that, and it's both rebound spots. I've got a. Th I, I don't know that I've ever put a Thursday night teaser. In here, but we the first half of our teaser is Thursday night. Cincinnati Bengals plus ten against the Ravens, and also Buffalo minus one against the Jets. Um, look, I'm not going to ever say again. I don't know how this one's going to lose, so don't get me don't get me <laughs> wrong there. But both of these teams coming off of rebound spots. I think this is going to be a really good game. I don't even know who's going to win, to be honest. Bengals Ravens. I have no idea who's going to win. If you we finally get a good. Thursday I know. Game. Finally, a good, good Thursday God. night game. And no Jets, look, no Giants. I don't know what to do with myself. I would normally say I think that the Bengals are going to win, but they're banged up. Uh, I don't like that T. Higgins is out, and I don't like that Trey Hendrickson is out. But do you really need a pass rusher against Lamar? You just need a spy. I mean, yeah, pass rushers don't work. Exactly. You don't, pass rushers don't work against Lamar. Um, so, uh, anyway, I think this is a tight ball game. 
I think it's a fun ball game. And then Buffalo, the Jets. I, I think firing Ken Dorsey is hilarious. Um, if they don't Did have, you 12, see all the interceptions Ken Dorsey threw though. If, if if they if they don't have twelve men on the field, then Buffalo wins the game and they don't fire Ken Dorsey. What the hell does the offensive coordinator have to do with having twelve men on the field on special? Why don't you fire your special team? That's coach? what I was about to say. Shouldn't the special teams coach be? Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. So anyway, it's a scapegoat. I exactly. And it doesn't do anything. Well, Although, nobody can blame Allen. I mean, Allen's God. So, well, the Bills are at home, and their their schedule's about to get really, really, really tough. If they lose this game, I'll go as far to say they're done. So this they is an absolute. Make the playoffs if they lose this game. A hundred percent, they're not going to make it. And so it's a must win for the Bills. If you give me a must win at home against a team that's only scored eight offensive touchdowns all year long. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills here. So Cincinnati plus 10, Buffalo basically just got to win it minus one. Is there a sure bet in the league right now and then Josh Allen over 0.5 interceptions? Ooh, what is it? Like, it's probably like minus 160 now. Yeah, it was minus 165 last week when I took it. Was it really? I was just yeah. making up a number. Yeah, it was minus I ought to do this for a living. <laughs> interesting. Anyway, all right, speaking of interesting, we're going to have an interesting week this week. We'll be back on Wednesday again next week because of Thanksgiving. So uh, we've got time to, to make the turkey before we do it again. Yes, we do. And the ham. Don't forget about the ham. The ham's always oh. important. Yeah, well, my wife gets mad at me when I say, where's the ham? She, one year I told her she ruined Christmas because she didn't have a ham. Oh, that must have she, went over real well. Yeah, she still hasn't forgiven me. That was about 15 years ago. <laughs> All right, talk to you next week, turkey lurking. All right, bud. You, you can't miss the ham. You miss the ham, and that, that kind of screws up the whole holiday, in my opinion. I, you know. I don't ask for a whole lot. You don't, I mean, the ham and the stuffing, I guess, are the two, th- and the green bean casserole. Those are the three things that I really need. Ham, stuffing, green bean casserole. I need that for every, well, I say every. I need that for Thanksgiving. I need it for Christmas. That's all I ask. I don't know. What do you say? JDerryTheAdvocate.com. You can tell me what you think about Thanksgiving. What needs to be at your Thanksgiving table? Please tell me. If you've made it, one hour and 45 minutes in this show, then you can write me at jderryatheadvocate.com and tell me what needs to be a part of your Thanksgiving dinner by God or Christmas dinner or whatever. Christmas is coming up too. God, this year goes by fast. Faster and faster and faster. Gosh, really does. Kind of scary. All right, again, we've gone way too long here. Been a long time since I've had an hour and 45-minute show, but we had one today. Uh, good stuff, I think. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, had emails. Stuff, my son says. Larry Holder, Uncle Big Nick, making our bets of the week. We're going to win by God, one way or the other. Hope you win. Hope everyone, hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Again, programming note, we will not be back again until next Wednesday, on November the, the 22nd, and that will be our only show of the week before Thanksgiving. So everyone have a wonderful weekend. We will see you when we come back. And uh, look, Saints can't lose this week. It'll be happy, happy, joy, joy. Peace and love, my friends.
working with the 